to The Deadstream. My name is CZ and I will be your host this episode. I am joined this afternoon by the fluff of nightmares, Lady White Rabbit. Hey guys, and happy Thanksgiving to those of us in America. Uh, I will be putting out more longer content probably in January, as right now I'm having a bit of a dry spell, but I'm bringing more content to you guys soon. And speaking of those not in America, we're also joined tonight by the third voice of death, Mortis Media. Hey guys, hope you all had a very lovely Thanksgiving if you are from America. And you're listening to episode five of The Dead Stream. We're going to take some questions later today, so if you guys want to ask us anything in the chat, we'll be taking a little question break later in the show, and we'll definitely answer anyone who does a super chat. So, have you guys seen any of the recent horror movies we just got out of October? What have you guys been watching? I haven't actually had a chance to see Jigsaw yet. Very disappointed, been really, really busy. But it is on my to-do list. It's going to be good. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago. So are you and, a fan uh, of the franchise at all, Rabbit? <laughs> yeah, I was a fan of the first and the second one. And after that, I kind of just started watching it for uh, the machines and the deaths, which I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one was honestly just an excuse to make another one because the explanation was kind of stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess we shouldn't go into uh, spoilers on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would definitely agree that the first and second are the best ones. I like mm-hmm. what they did with the franchise. I feel like it kind of has almost a Godfather vibe where they take the formula and keep applying it to like uh, later and later stories. And I like mm-hmm. how they... I like the idea of them keeping it going with Jigsaw as an icon rather than a person. Sure, um, but it definitely kind of <laughs> jumped the shark somewhere around four or five, maybe. Oh, for sure. And how many times have they changed directors and producers, and it's it's just gotten a little off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I liked the direction that they were going with it. They had mm-hmm. um, obviously James Wan directed the first one, and then mm-hmm. um, I forget the guy's name, uh, Darren Lynn Bousman, I think. Uh, yep. He did like a bunch of them, and it looked like he was going to do all of them, but. Then, mm-hmm. uh, like when even he jumped ship, then it went a little bit off the rails. Yeah, and there was a large gap between the last one, making I think everybody think it was done, and even the people who created it were like, "No, there's no way we're doing another one." And here we are. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one. Um, it's not like a. I feel like it's a good idea for a sequel. But mm-hmm. it didn't really bring anything new to the table. Correct, yeah. But we can stop talking about it now since uh, Mort hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any other new flicks that you guys have checked out? Uh, I don't know if it's a horror movie, but yesterday for the first time I saw The Room because of the disaster artist Ooh. coming out. Oh! <laughs> so a bunch of friends got together with me, we had a couple of beers and watched The Room. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Uh, I've I've been meaning to watch the disaster movie as the disaster artist and you know the room as well. But I watch I've I've seen the review by this guy called I hate everything. I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. saw I, that. I love him. He just he just tears <laughs> it apart, and I love the way he does it. So, oh, so you know when, when I saw the the advert for the disaster disaster artist, I was like I have to see that. I have to see that. Yeah, exactly. But you've have you seen the room, Mart? No, 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 I've been, I've been meaning to. I was going to watch The Room and then go watch The Disaster Artist. But okay. I haven't had a chance to. But well, definitely. Uh, Rabbit's definitely got the right way to do it. Like, with friends, <laughs> with beers and everything. And totally encourage uh, making comments about the movie. Oh, yeah. Mystery Science Theater, the whole thing, please. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm actually a pretty big fan of The Room. I read the Disaster Artist book and I've been to... Mm-hmm screenings of the room and when you go to a screening of the room there's actually like rituals that oh yeah we threw spoons and stuff we were trying to get into two screenings but like unless you got tickets a month ahead of time there's no way you can get into a screening here Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i'm i I imagine that it's much more popular right now with the disaster Mm -hmm. coming out for sure uh for those of you who are watching this who don't know what we're talking about the room (laughs) is basically 
um, <laughs> the best worst movie ever, like the Citizen <laughs> Kane of bad movies. Oh, yeah. And now that they're making this new movie, The Disaster Artist, about the creation of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the new Pokemon, since we're all three of us are interested in that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm still yet to, to buy the new, the new game. I'll be getting it shortly, but I, I'm really excited for it. I just hope that they haven't just like kind of done a complete rehash and it's all basically exactly the same which it usually is for the mm-hmm. you know for the for the for the re- for the, like the copies but i just hope they've gone above and beyond because with some of them they really did try and change it and try and make a lot better like i don't know if any of you guys played you know diamond pearl and then went up to platinum in my opinion platinum was fantastic because they really changed it up and made it a sequel so i don't know i'm just hoping it lives up to my expectation Everyone in the chat has got the right idea. You're tearing me apart, Mort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mort. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like this new one, um, they made it seem like it was going to be more of a sequel, like Black mm-hmm. 2 and White 2 are. But I'm, what I'm hearing is that it's more of the the third version of the generation, and there's just two of them now. But that's interesting that you like Platinum because that's probably my least favorite one. Like as soon as they started going, because it was a really good, like grounded kind of sci-fi fantasy series in my mind. And then once I started doing like the, oh, we're going to a different dimension. It's like, that's like so far outside of what it originally was. Just like gathering around and going around and gathering these creatures. Yeah, I suppose so. But you know, what do you have to say about it now then? It's traveling like in wormholes, isn't it? From the yeah. Trailers. Well, I think that uh, that platinum kind of broke me, and then um, when Sun and Moon came out, I was like, "Well, they've done this before, so I can't really be that mad about it." Oh yeah, I've I've always liked it. I, I just like the original twist on things. You know, when they change things up. To me, otherwise, it's just like the same game with different creatures. Mm. Yes. Well, I feel like that there. I feel like there's more that they can do with like the original concept. Um, so for example, I think that they should do one that takes place like way before everything else. Cause they keep setting them like further and further in the future. I think they mm-hmm. should do a prehistoric one. They've got like a bunch oh, yeah. of prehistoric Pokemon. Um, and it would be set like in one of the regions before the cities are built and stuff. And it would just, you would not have to worry about catching like a thousand of them. Cause there would only be the prehistoric ones. Pokemon BC catch yeah. all 20 pokemon awesome. and then you would actually have to like use the apricorns and create your own pokeballs mm. oh gosh yeah so i think there's more things unreal. i think they could be more creative about like some of the concepts it's actually a really good idea yeah um so news in the horror community um rob dyke was in an animated series for Transformers on Go90. It's called Transformers Titans Return, and he plays a Decepticon named Devastator. So I found that to be pretty cool. There's a couple other fellow YouTubers on there. Uh, Matt Pat from Game Theory, Tay Zonde, who uh, you guys know as Chocolate Rain. Chocolate Rain. Uh, we're also in the show with him. So the question I want to pose to you guys is, if you had the chance to voice act in some mainstream movie or show, who would you want to play? Or what show would you want to be on? Pretty big question. I might have to think about it for a moment. Maybe Rabbit has thought about it already? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zach? Oh, you, CZ. I was thinking it would be... Do you guys know uh, Metalocalypse on Adult Swim? Yeah. Yeah. They did four or five seasons and a movie... And they built it up to this point where it looked like there's going to be like one more finale season and it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be really cool to be like another, um, like a rival band on Metal Metalocalypse or something or one of their friends. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think I'd honestly want like a Metalocalypse version of Rabbit to be in there. Just this inexplicable crazy creature shows up and just talks like, hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> or there could be a band um, like with a bunch of furries <laughs> oh, God, that they no. battle against or something. <laughs> That's the cool thing about that show is it's always um, 
like it's comedy driven, but it's always like really dark and violent. Mm -hmm. I I think if I were to go on any show, I would have loved to be on South Park and just done one of the voices. (laughs) But, But the thing is, whenever they have celebrity guests, they always made them do stupid things. Like they had George Clooney and they made him play the voice of a dog. So, you know, I don't know how well it would go. Yeah. I was watching, um, I'm rewatching the Futurama series right now. And one of my favorite episodes is this one where they, it's like a clip show type of thing where they go through all of these different cartoons. So they parody like Scooby-Doo and G.I. Joe and stuff. And uh, there's this clip where the Harlem Globetrotters are playing a game of basketball against uh, five Larry Birds. And Larry Bird's voice is literally just like his answering machine. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> they couldn't get him to do the cartoon. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Did you think of anything that you would want to be on Rabbit? Um, I don't know. Somebody mentioned uh, American Horror Story in the comments. I think that'd be a great idea. Ooh, I'd love to be in one of those seasons. That would be more of an acting thing. Like I could see you as Hell your yeah. as your <laughs> Lady White Rabbit character. <laughs> Do like a uh, a season about haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the first season, right? Haunted or a haunted, uh, like a like a attraction, haunted houses. Ooh. Since that's where my character came from. Um. So other news in the horror community, our friend Southern Cannibal did finally did a face reveal, or he's calling it a half face reveal. So <laughs> this is really funny because, um, I think several months ago he said he may do a face reveal on halloween and ever since then i've been putting pressure on him to actually go through with it and uh like putting out tweets i think we brought it up on one of the other dead streams and um so he did a live stream a couple days before halloween on the 29th and said he'd reveal half of his face if he hit 100 likes on the stream and lo and behold he actually did it and So we've got um, an exclusive photo for you <laughs> on this episode of the Deadstream, Southern Cannibal's face. <laughs> so have you guys uh, given any thought to uh, your own face reveals? Well, there was a time that I was consider considering doing it, roundabouts when I hit 20K, but <clears throat> since then... Ah, but since then I've uh, I've kind of just thought I'd wait, wait for the time is right. I mean, no one's really been asking for it at mm-hmm. all in the comment sections. No one's saying do a face reel, do a face reel. So I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to force something on an audience that doesn't want anything. So you know, when the time is right, when when they don't stop every you know every day asking for it, then maybe I'll do it then. But it'll have to be something special like a hundred k or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like the trend of the face reveal has kind of um, has kind of waned in popularity. Uh, uh, here, yeah. Here's the man himself in the chat. <laughs> I was hoping he would show up. Half the face. Um, so before we get into questions, we're just going to talk briefly, and I know you guys are probably sick of hearing about it, but... Uh, We're going to talk briefly about net neutrality because it is pretty important. Um, So basically what the FCC in America is trying to do right now is pass a law that would allow um, internet service providers to treat data differently depending on where it comes from. So if that happens, basically what will happen is you'll have different packages like you do uh, for cable television. So if you want YouTube, you'll have to pay a separate fee to get like full speed YouTube. If you want Twitter, you'll have to pay a different fee to get on Twitter. Um, So right now there's a vote that's going to be happening on the, uh, it's in early December. Um, This net neutrality stuff is BS, Southern Cannibal in the chat. It totally is. Um, You guys have any thoughts on this? Yeah. screw that first of all but i think it's their weird way of controlling like oh people don't watch tv or cable like i haven't had cable in years because i have internet 
and YouTube is a big source of uh, entertainment for a lot of people. So I think they're just trying to figure out how to make money off of that instead of cable, which is going downhill. Mm-hmm. It's screwed up and it's not cool, but what are we going to do about it if it passes? And they're already making so much money. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, you, know, you know, when the internet was made, I, th- I believe it was, you know, the reason that the guy who invented it didn't charge or didn't, you know, he said he wanted it to be for everyone. He said it w- it should be for everyone. It should be for the world. It should be for the betterment of the world. And putting in something like this just takes takes that away. It's no longer the free place that it was built to be, which is incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't have to worry about this affecting you directly yet because this is just um, a U.S. thing. But if this does pass in the U.S., then I imagine it's going to come over and start affecting other countries as well. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Well, once it's, if, I, I hope it's not passed, but if it is unfortunately passed in the U.S., no doubt it will have, you know, big consequences everywhere else in the world. You know, that it's not, it's not going to be fun because I'm sure a lot of the big companies who own or who manage information... You know, they're going to be talking to each other and they're going to be like, well, they're going to say, oh, well, if they can do that, then so can we. Let's get the law passed over here as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be fun for the rest of the world. No. Now, more. do you ever look at your uh, traffic sources? Yes, I do. So is... 70% from the States. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Um, if it does pass in the States, I imagine it's going to, that traffic on YouTube as a whole is going to go down which is oh, like no the main doubt. thing that I'm really worried about it is between the adpocalypse and we just had, we thought it was over and we just had a bunch more advertisers pull out yesterday and this, it's going to be really hard to pull traffic and make a living from now on. Exactly. It's like, okay, great. So you want to make, you want to make money? Oh, your content's a bit edgy. Oh, you want to make money? Well, we just took all the advertisers away. Oh, you still want to make money? Well, now if you, anyone wants to see you, it's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. It, they're just they're just it's like continual shots mm-hmm. it's not it's not good there's no reason that the internet service providers need to profit off of our work either <laughs> no i i know it's it's, it's not right it's, i just think it's ethically wrong like you're over here doing narrations in a different country and they're basically trying to come in and take a cut of it having done nothing to deserve it <laughs> exactly oh yeah and you know it's everyone it's it's just it's just not right and i mean youtube's free because of the advertising i don't know it's just it's just so wrong like it's such a big source of entertainment and so many other platforms for so many people i mean think of the millions or billions of people who use facebook like they'll obviously start doing that as well and every time you you know if you want to open the app it'll be more expensive it's just crazy mm-hmm uh, so this is the point in the broadcast that we are going to start taking questions. Um, I was going to be writing them down, but I have only written down a couple things. So if you guys want to post your questions in the chat, we will start to address those. Um, Killer Person asks, are we going to listen to two stories or what? We are probably going to do one story at the end of the show. Uh, Harry reads, the universe just hates horror narrators, probably because we're listening to people read. <laughs> I'm not illiterate. I just like British accents, says the black-eyed blonde fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about that whole thing more? Like the the American fascination with British accents? I, I personally think it's great because you guys. Oh, I mean, it's great me. for you. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like listening to British people. Great, I'm British. Yeah. Yay, it's fantastic. I don't know. I don't know. Like every time I see a film, or I don't know, it's just funny because English people are usually always portrayed as these posh, mm. you know, really fancy people with their little teacups and <laughs> having tea in the afternoon. <laughs> You know, that, that, yeah. that's kind of like the stereotype I get, but mm-hmm. we're nothing like that at all. I, I mean, that's a compliment. We're always depicted as, like, hillbillies. Like, yeehaw, America! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, admittedly sometimes. But, you know, we, we have, like, our equivalents, but 
Those are never ever picked up in any films, right. unless you've watched Grimsby, for example. That's like the <laughs> only one I can think. Have you guys seen Grimsby? No. No. No, exactly. It's a British film, I think, made for a British audience. But it takes you to like the worst, scummiest part of England, and you just <laughs> you see it in all its glory, and it's just oh, so yeah, it's funny. So. Like we have that um, that perception of like the stereotypical British person in America. So, in where where you are, are there stereotypes for other countries? Is there like a favorite accent that uh, like the British fangirls have? I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I honestly don't know. You know, it, it actually might be American because all of the you know like the mood, the films, the TVs, the music. You know, a lot of it comes from you guys, so it has a big influence on a lot of the, you know, a lot of people here, and they think, oh wow, it's so cool, America's amazing, and when people think of America half the time, they're like, wow, Hollywood, it's so cool, we've got everything there, they've got the freedom, they've got, you know, affordable housing in a lot of places and so much space. They, they, you know, <laughs> they think of it as like, wow, America, I want to go there, I want to get a green card, I want to do my internship in a american company for a year and you know just live there and hopefully get a you know get a residency well um that's funny that you should bring up affordable housing and hollywood in the same (laughs) sentence it's hilarious (laughs) oh no no like in general like for example if if you try and get a house here it's you know you know you might as well sell with your kidneys and your legs but you know in in some places in america i heard it isn't that bad so oh yeah you just can't go anywhere that's like famous in america (laughs) <laughs> yeah i got like uh, the middle of the country i have a great story about hollywood so i was supposed to be traveling uh, i'm originally from chicago so i was supposed to be traveling back to visit family for thanksgiving and i gave myself usually it takes like 30 minutes or an hour from where i am to get to the airport at lax um i gave myself four hours early i, I left four hours early to get there and like three and a half hours in, it was just clear that I was not going to make it because the traffic was so crazy. Oh. So I ended up just like, luckily, um, Southwest Airlines, shout out to them, lets you cancel your flight and use the miles later. So that's what I ended up having to do. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty lucky. Any Southwest people in the comments? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorship? Anyone? <laughs> um. So I wrote down a few questions that people were asking a killer person asked what country we're from um i guess i just answered that for myself i'm from the u.s uh yeah me too <laughs> i i'm i'm not from the u.s i'm from england all right i think we we've brought that up a few times um, <laughs> brian nash was asking if we're excited for the return of the x-files mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Are they making a season two of, because they released it like two years ago or last year, but are they making a a follow-up of that or are they just rehashing the whole thing, redoing everything? Um, I'm not sure because I know they brought it back like last year or something and it was a big deal. Yeah. I've never been a huge X-Files person because I was probably a little bit too young for it when it was out in the 90s. It still had a profound effect on me because like I always remembered um like watching I would watch a lot of shows on Fox like The Simpsons and stuff and The X-Files would come on and it just had that really catchy na theme song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean they bring it back on my actually watch it it's one of those shows that i well i grew up with because my mum loves it she's seen like every episode at least three or four times so i used to watch it with her because she really liked it and i think the film came out like 2008 or 9 and that mm. one was yeah, that one was enjoyable but you know it'd be, it'd be good if they brought it back if it were back on mainstream tv or netflix or whatever yeah it seems like something i would be into because i'm into the like mystery horror kind of stuff yeah, yeah, me too. It's yeah, all the mysterious stuff is is my favorite. Um, people in the chat were asking about some other shows as well. Um, Scream. Have you guys seen that? No. No, I'm afraid I haven't. Um, 
I've seen, I've definitely seen the first Scream movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, the other Scream movies, I don't have a great recollection of. Um, I'm not usually into slashers. I'm more into psychological horror, but I like Scream. Yeah, the the first movie was good. I mm. don't remember much about the second or third, but I remember the concept was really unique. And uh, I don't know if the show would have the same impact because you know the the twister, the end of the first one was what got it so uh, different from all the other slasher movies out there. Um, Cinder says she's moderating the chat for us today. She says they're asking about the Scream TV series. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched that. I'm not really personally a big fan of them, like the current trend of them downgrading all of these horror movies mm-hmm. into TV series. Yeah. I feel like I would rather them just make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen it with Scream. Have you guys seen the, the Evil Dead series, Ash vs. the Evil Dead? No. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't watched it either. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'd rather just see them make new movies. Uh, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. This guy. Car- oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? I was, sorry, I was gonna say uh, up there. Carrie said, "When's the next season of Black Mirror coming out?" I absolutely agree. I love that show, and I can't wait for the next season. That's one that I really need to get into. It's real good. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock uh, mm-hmm. presents. So it seems like that would be right up my alley. And then whenever I talk about like, like if I'm just talking to people and I have ideas for something or like, what if this happened? They're like, oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. a Black Mirror episode about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very outer limits. I love it. That one's on um, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Um, it is on Hulu, I believe, because I have only I have Hulu and Netflix. Uh, this guy Faze Clown, which I'm sure he's uh, an official member of Faze, uh, is asking, "Have we seen it?" I'm not sure if that's a joke or not. <laughs> I did... just refer back to the dead stream of yeah. uh, one one episode ago. We did do um, an, a dead stream episode where it is in the title and thumbnail, and we talk about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> if you want to see our thoughts on that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely worth a watch later, Faze. Um, all right, we'll take a couple more questions. Uh, Brian Nash is asking about the new Halloween sequel. Mm, yeah, I saw, I saw the first Rob Zombie one, but I didn't really go anywhere past that. Mart? Haven't seen it, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen the the original Halloween movies? Yeah, yeah. So, I never, I never saw them actually. That's interesting. I actually have not seen um, the original Halloween either. Oh. Um, is like it I worth said, watching? Is the question? Rabbit. Oh, sorry. What was it? Is is it worth watching? Um. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all classic slashers. You know, it's up there with Freddy and Jason and all that. So if you're just looking to, um, get uh. A good roundedness of slasher movies, then yeah, it's a good one to watch. Um, but like I said, I'm not really a huge fan of the 80 slashers and stuff. Oh, well then, <laughs> it's it's as bare bones as 80 slashers go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do have to see it just because it's so iconic. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, don't expect in anything that's going to blow your mind. I don't have to... Uh, get into it and watch the other 11 or whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely haven't seen all of them. I think I watched them up to H2O or something, and I'm just the the newer ones. None of the newer remakes of the horror movies from back then are very good, in my opinion, so i just uh, immediately not that interested. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of like The Nightmare on Elm Street, but the, the remake that they did of that was really good. Yes. All right, so we're going to jump back into the news a little bit here. So there have been a lot of YouTubers disappearing and dying out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Corpse Husband, uh, one of our favorite narrators who has, what, like 750,000 subscribers? Yeah. He was really starting to get traction there. Um, He has only posted, um, like, what, 
what did we say, like four videos in the last six mm-hmm. months? Yeah. So he's kind of falling off the map. He posted a tweet earlier in the month and said, every time I try to bring myself to publicly explain why I've been gone, I get so overwhelmed because I can't fit everything. So I'm alive. And he yeah. did post a video about uh, six, seven days ago. But other than that, yeah. um, it seems strange that a like huge, one of the biggest narrators like that would just kind of stop mm. posting. Isn't he the second biggest behind Mr. Nightmare? Um, I don't think there's anyone in between. Because Mr. Nightmare has no, got two point something million. Then no, there's like him. and You got the uh, the Mr. Creepypasta and the Mr. Creepypasta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, big, the big two. Mm. It's just I've always considered like Creepypasta like their own thing. And this is like the true story stuff. But yeah, uh, that, yeah. you're probably right, yeah. Well, that's good. We'll just be a different category. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess a lot of people do both, though, so it's hard to. Uh, it's, it's, hard, hard to it's hard to classify. Because, mm-hmm. like, Mister Nightmare has done creepy pasta as well. Yeah, he, he doesn't has. do it as much yes. anymore. Mm. Well, the true stuff is getting a lot more attention. Um, but do you guys have any uh, theories, conspiracy theories about what could have happened to cause Corpse Husband to stop posting? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of life things that can go wrong, and it sounds yeah. kind of like it might be a little bit of a personal thing. Yeah, uh, he could have like broken up with his partner. It could be mm-hmm. anything really. Like someone could have gotten sick. You know, I hope it's none of those things. I hope he was just like, you know what? I need a break. I yeah. really need to just chill. And that's what he's done. He's just like got his shades out. He's just sitting on a beach somewhere thinking, maybe I'll, maybe I'll upload today. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just sit this mojito. For me, it would take something. Like, well, honestly, I can't think of anything that would make me stop posting because that's like my number mm-hmm. one priority. So, oh, yeah. like, I don't know. To me, for for something bad to happen, that would cause me to stop posting it would have to be really really bad yeah but, i, think I mean hopefully he's okay yeah, um, i really hope he's all right i guess it's possible that even though he's a bigger channel he doesn't like take it as seriously as we do and mm-hmm. like maybe he um i don't know maybe he just needed some time off from it maybe we don't know if he has another job outside of youtube yeah, that's true. I mean, I know Mr. Nightmare, at least when I heard his Q&A, he, he was still doing a full-time job, so for him it was more just a hobby, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did upload a video a week ago, but he used to post, I think, every week, right? Yeah, I think so. So, um, Hitchhiker pointed out recently that there were a couple of other channels um, who are starting to get some traction, who have fallen off the map as well. Uh, so this guy, and I think this is the the most fun name to say in the horror community, uh, Scary Stuff, Scary Stuff, Scary Stuff, Ding. <laughs> Great. Uh, he got to about 10,000 subscribers and just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And hasn't posted in, what did we say, six months? Yeah, it's... Yeah, you get to like such an impressive milestone, and then you just poof. Mm-hmm. Why? Just no explanation, no nothing. And then sinful savant, who had about fourteen thousand, um, totally went rogue. And then just recently, I think he posted a new tweet and said that he was planning on coming back. Um, he said. Yeah. Ha- I- on Halloween, he said, Happy Halloween. Sinful will be returning to YouTube in the next couple of weeks. Mm. And as of right now, I don't think that has happened. Yeah. No, not yet. Mm. I mean, there was a guy who I started off with called Shivers, and he he was, he was always had more subs than me. And uh, then, then one day, he just stopped posting. And I got a message from him, an email from him about six months later saying, Oh, yeah, I'm going to come back. Let's do a collab. And I was like, Oh, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then they just stopped emailing me, just went cold. Hmm. You haven't spoken to him for like over a year now, so it's just a shame. You know, just like talent, and then they just disappear. Oh, yeah. I've seen like mainstream YouTubers do this as well, which is like even more bizarre because a lot of them have 
like much bigger channels than anyone in the horror community. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this guy, Grade A Under A. He does like the animatic stuff. Oh, I love Grade A Under A. He's so funny. Yeah, I, I think it's almost kind of like a joke now, but he keeps making these videos saying he's going to come back and then he never comes back. Yeah, well, does he still stream on Twitch? I don't know. I don't really follow the Twitch scene as closely. No. Nah. Nah, no, well, no. But I, I know that he did do stuff on Twitch, but I don't know if he stopped there as well. He did He did make a video saying he would explain it, but he never did. Right. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine that he's still on Twitch. Um, the last that I saw, even if you go on his Twitter, there's, like, nothing posted. Hmm. Weird. Oh, also, I want to say that uh, Kerry is absolutely right. Um, uh, Phantom Librarian, he disappeared a long time ago. Yeah, long that's time right. Ago. He, was, he was actually a huge inspiration to me, and then he just kind of vanished. Uh, Kerry also said, Colossal is crazy is better than Great A Under A. I totally agree. I love, <laughs> um, I love Colossal stuff. Um, and then there was the the big news YouTuber named Scarce who didn't tell anyone what he was doing and one day just stopped posting for several months and there's this whole huge meme like where's Scarce? <laughs> um, I guess that's one of the interesting things about new media entertainers is they aren't necessarily like there isn't necessarily going to be an announcement and because they have they're run by one person or a small team, then there is the possibility for them to disappear like that. Exactly. And then people are left with burning questions and don't get answers to them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully we see um, whatever's going on with those three in the horror community. They're able to work it out. Yeah, hopefully they pop back soon, yeah. Uh, speaking of the horror community, we've got a lot of uh, milestones to announce. Uh, Darkness Prevails hit 250,000, so very exciting for him. And so Nightmare Expo has just been blowing up. He does like analysis videos and that type of thing. He, when I wrote this down um, for us to talk about, he had hit 50,000 subscribers, and we checked today. Now he's actually at 60,000. He's only been doing this for five months. <sighs> He is on fire. He is on fire, that kid. He's doing so well. I'm really happy for him. Um, Eden hit 30,000. Um, Rabbit, I know that you are pretty good friends with her. Yeah. She's been at it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys heard of GM Danielson? I think he's got an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. such, so talented. And the way he manipulates... And he could just do so many voices as well. Yeah, he's I very good GM at editing Daniels his audio. So good. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. But yeah, really happy he, he hit his milestone. Yeah, he hit 10,000. And Bloodbath and Beyond, they do like reviews of horror movies. And they like to specialize with indie horror movies. Hit 50,000. I've been watching them for a while. So very happy for them. Oh, well done. So our last news piece, um, we talked before about... Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared on the Dead Stream. And Joseph Pelling, one of the two main creators of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, has announced a new character named Todd the Lid. So I'm going to show you guys <laughs> a little sketch that he did of Todd the Lid. So do you think there's any chance that this is going to be a tease at the next season of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Or is this just... <laughs> It's just this, the character he's creating and posting on Twitter for fun. Uh, whatever it is, it has a very short lifespan. Yeah, so <laughs> we've got the story of Todd the Lid here. Uh, he looks like a, a good, healthy, happy lid. And then, uh, what, what, what do we call this? Uh, a meat wire, a blob? Yeah, this thing next to him. It's like a, an emoji. <laughs> we'll just call him uh, Harry Reads. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, Todd says, I'm going to have an adventure today. Harry Reid says, okay, Todd. And, oh, no, these bricks fall on him. And he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Todd the Lid. Hope you guys liked him. <laughs> Ouch, because frick, bricks fell on me. 
you know, <laughs> in case you needed to know. And now um, the emoji's flying. So, like, what would be the life lesson? Because all of the uh, the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared episodes kind of have these fake life lessons for people to learn. What would be the the life lesson from Todd the Lid? Um, Don't watch let where bricks you're fall walking. on you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lesson we should all hear, everybody. Don't let bricks fall on your head. Absolutely not. Terrible, terrible thing. Uh, don't be friends with Harry Reid's the blob. Yeah, <laughs> he no, doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care either way. Uh, whoever he is. Yeah, he, he looks very indifferent. He's very indifferent. Like, he, huh, okay. Uh, Todd's all excited about his adventure, and then Harry Reid's just like, oh, okay. He has no expression on his face, and then uh, Todd gets crushed, and he's just standing there. Actually, he's just floating there. Yeah, he's just flying. I guess he block. can fly. Yeah, sure. I guess the the moral is just don't go on adventures. It's it's unsafe. There'll be bricks. The world is a dangerous place. Carrie <laughs> uh, says, uh, "OMG, guys, stop bullying Harry." Yeah, you're right. We should have we should have named that character Carrie. <laughs> Call him Harry, Carrie. Uh. <laughs> All right. So there's a there's our last look at the Southern Cannibal face reveal again. We've got a story to read today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Mort, you said you were going to take this one on? I will indeed. Give me a minute. Okay, there we go. Is everyone ready? Story time? I'm ready. Got my popcorn. All right, then. Freak Next Door by Adrian Johnson. I lived next to this one kid who always had bandages wrapped around their whole head, even covering their face. I remember his name was... Wilbur. I wonder if it's because year- bricks fell on him. <laughs> too many adventures. Uh, Wilbur, a 12-year-old boy who never left his house. He sometimes looked out of his bedroom window on the top floor at all of the kids who would play outside, whilst Wilbur sat and watched. I remember his window had metal bars on them, so there was no way he could so there was no way he could climb out of his bedroom window. Poor kid. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> concerned as to why you're creeping into other people's windows. <laughs> I know. Right. We sometimes communicated to each other by writing to each other on pieces of paper, since Wilbur couldn't hear me because the window was locked. Wilbur only does it when his parents aren't around, since they're weird. <laughs> His mother and father were one of those parents who were insanely crazy about science and chemistry, according to Orba. They would stay in their basement and work all day and night, except the times when they would have to give Orba some food daily. Now they're not treating him like animals. His parents were just very busy. Sounds like Breaking Bad. Yeah, I love how science and chemistry is always just like such a, a generic hobby. Oh, yeah. yeah, like there's so many yeah. subsections of it, but whenever you hear about it, it's like, oh yeah, the, it's the scientist. <laughs> we don't know what he does, but he's a scientist. Don't you casually do science too? <laughs> they told Wilbur that he shouldn't go outside and make contact with anyone until his face got better. Mm-hmm. He told me that he accidentally slipped. Sorry, sorry, I was just about to say, bricks fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that he accidentally slipped on one of his parents' chemicals and fell face first, ruining his appearance. What? And his parents feared that he would be made fun of by the other kids in the neighborhood. Well, again, I remember one- again like, um, just not being specific about the science stuff, like his parents' chemicals. We're not saying what kind of chemicals they are. You know, the ones. When, I feel like cartoons have, have given us this view of science to where it's just like people holding lab like uh uh test tubes with various shades of different colored chemicals and mixing them and stuff while drinking a jug of xx right (laughs) i remember one time a couple of older kids were throwing rocks and pebbles at his window laughing and pointing at wilbur as he looked down at them he told me they do it a few times but he's but he's used to it. 
But to me, he's a great guy, and still is today. I've never been inside his house. But he showed me some cool stuff he collected, like comic books. He had loads of them, from Marvel to DC to other non-superhero comics. He was a huge superhero fan. He even said that he felt like a superhero, a I'm normal a human being who became affected by dangerous chemicals. I'm looking at the chat became right now. Um, <laughs> uh, someone says his parents were afraid that he would be on Fail Army. Is that because of his face being destroyed or because he collects comic books? <laughs> oh, I hope it's not the latter. <laughs> It's because he slips on chemicals, guys. <laughs> Fail. He once, wrote... <laughs> he once wrote on a piece of paper and had to put it up to his window as he pretended to be a superhero. I had a collection of action figures and video games that amazed Wilbur, and he told me that he never played a single video game in his life, which was quite sad. How did he show him video games if he's on like a second-story window? Um, he he had a Nintendo Switch. He <laughs> he threw it up. Oh wait, no, the window's locked. Yeah, yeah, he just he just showed him from the window, I guess. Yeah, good good vision, Wilbur. Good vision. Hey hey, Wilbur, this is Pokemon Go. You can't play it because you're locked in your room, but it's really fun. <laughs> That's kind of cruel, guys. <laughs> Maybe he's Bruce. We have hope for Wilbur. He also told me that his babysitter took them away. Before him, away for him, before he could play them, and burnt them in front of him. God. Wilbur had a mean babysitter named Miss Fitzgerald, a tall, mean lady who never liked kids at all. All this started before his face became messed up, he told me. She was basically every kid's worst nightmare. All the things I heard she has done. Okay, speaking of the the science stereotype, another stereotype is mean babysitters. Can you name yeah, one? Yeah, I never understood Can you name that. one babysitter like, in fiction who's not like a mean babysitter? It's like she hates kids. I'm like, well, she's not a 16-year-old. Why is she a babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> I think Mary Poppins is the only non-mean babysitter I can think of. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, but things were different back then. Anyway, Miss Fitzgerald had babysat many kids before, and trust me, it was not pretty. Wilder told me the last kid she babysat, a four-year-old girl, she made her live through seven hours of hell. Wilbur said that Miss Fitzgerald starved her and surrounded her bed with a few bear traps. And the worst thing that happened, what? her parents didn't know about her deed. She would just lie to them and get paid. <laughs> bear traps. Bear traps. <laughs> How expensive are bear traps? Are you also, just gonna... like bear traps are like pretty easy to avoid. So she surrounded the bed with bear traps. I just can't imagine doing so in a way that you literally could not avoid. <laughs> Getting caught by the bear traps. <laughs> How did she set it up and leave the room? Yeah. Oh man, is it like a cartoon scenario? We just have bear traps lying around everywhere. Because don't bear traps work? Because like you hide them in the leaves and stuff, and then they come and yeah, climb the bear's leg or whatever. On. But if they're yeah, in a the... if they're in a room, like is this room just so messy that he doesn't know where the bear traps are? <laughs> oh. All those things I've heard. She is a foul and cruel woman with no soul at all. And now she had to babysit this poor guy. Wilbur was old enough to make his own decisions, except for some. But his parents apparently hired an evil witch. The parents had to go to Texas to a scientist convention. <laughs> <laughs> the scientist convention. You know. The what do you guys do at the scientist convention? Uh, science? science things? No, as you do. Who doesn't go to scientist conventions? We do science. So Wilbur was left alone with her. One time. I was writing about her to show him. But then I saw Miss Fitzgerald. Forcefully pulling him away from the window. Wait, and that sorry. was the rest. 
Sorry. Yeah? So at, at the scientist convention, so at VidCon <laughs> we have like um, like panels and meet and greets. So like, would there be? Um, is there like a famous scientist who would run into the fountain and cause fangirls to chase after him? Maybe, maybe what they're doing is you know they're going they're like, hey guys, we're selling this new chemical. It burnt our son's face off, and it could do the same for your kids. <laughs> right? Like who is Ooh. who is the Logan Paul of scientists? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. Hmm. We'll have to find out. And that was the rest of the day without talking to him. The next day, when I looked through my window to see Wilbur, I saw someone lying down on his bed. Looking at the person's wrapped head, I banged, on, I banged my fist on the window trying to get his attention. He slowly sat up on his bed, wiping tears away from his eyes. He seemed to be crying, which that kicked. Which that gave me a thought. I had a worried look on my face as I saw bruises all over his arms and legs. A faded dark tone of purple. He went to write something down on a piece of paper. And then Wilbur finished writing. He went up to the window and pressed the note on the glass. What he wrote terrified me. The whole situation still burnt in the back of my mind. Something I knew. I will never forget. He wrote, help me. What made it worse was that the handwriting was scribbled onto paper and it was almost illegible. Wilbur kept banging on the window with his other hand. Then suddenly, I saw someone else run into the bedroom next to him. It was her. You know who. She had something in both of her hands. Big, wait, chubby hands. In one hand was a lemon, and in the other was a pair of scissors. What Miss Fitzgerald did terrified me even more. Miss Fitzgerald ran up to Wilbur, grabbing his head, holding it still. I saw him screaming in pain, so I knew I had to do something. But at the same time, I couldn't stop watching. She used scissors to cut open the bandages and unwrap them off his head and threw them to the side. What I saw almost made me vomit, something that sickened me. I was utterly shocked, looking at Wilbur's real, deformed face. He was a Powerpuff girl. Ah. <laughs> Adorable. Um, last week I did a video on creepy things in Pokemon, and I was talking about Mimikyu. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar with it, Basically, he it's this Pokemon that dresses up as Pikachu, and whatever is underneath the rag is supposedly so terrifying that uh, whoever sees it dies. Oh, my God. <laughs> so maybe um, maybe that's what's under the rag. Maybe. We're, we're about to find out. He's not a Powerpuff Girl, by the way. Damn it. <laughs> His whole head was completely covered by bandages, and what was underneath... I knew the purpose too. I saw his face, almost melted off, showing a dark red layer underneath. I could only imagine his face looking like melted cheese on a cheeseburger. Wilbur's whole face, even one of his eyeballs, were burnt a bit. The chemicals had messed him up. Badly. The cheeseburger Mr. comment is very strange to me. <laughs> it is. Like, I'm just imagining, um, like, a mainstream burger chain... Like using using people's faces in their burgers. Oh, that'd be creepy. Today you're eating Wilbur. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Fitzgerald sliced the lemon in half with the scissors, pinning Wilbur down on his bed. Then she threw the scissors to the side, next to the bandages. She held his head still with one hand, and with the other hand she squeezed a lemon slice into Wilbur's head and in his eyes into the red layer of his face. The painful expression on his face, his loud muffled screams, his face stinging from the acid of the lemon juice. She used the other lemon to squeeze onto his face again, <laughs> torturing Wilbur with extreme pain. I decided to bang my fist on my window, which was a bad idea. 
Miss Fitzgerald looked over to the bedroom window right at me. I jumped back. She noticed me. She ran back out the bedroom, shoving Wilbur down as she screamed as he screamed in pain and agony. I knew what she was going to do. So I ran out of my bedroom and ran downstairs. The good thing about this situation was that my parents did not know about Wilbur and they and the fact and the fact that they were at work for a little while. I locked the front door hoping that Miss Fitzgerald wouldn't burst into my house. I looked around for the house phone, but as I was, a loud bang rang my ears. I looked behind myself at the door, noticing her red, sweaty face and her curly blonde hair. But the look in her eyes, by the look in her eyes, I knew she was going to be trouble. I love the, the comment in the chat by Ashley. Uh, seriously, why waste a good lemon and bear traps? <laughs> <laughs> she kept banging on the door, nearly screaming her head off. As I looked around for the phone, I finally spotted it next to the couch on the coffee table. I ran towards it, dialing 911, as the sound of Mitz Fitzgerald's threatening screams were heard from outside. Waiting for a few... Th- Waiting for a few rings, I finally hear the operator's voice, the usual greeting from a 911 operator. I started explaining the whole situation from beginning to end as quickly as possible, and they told me to wait patiently as the police would arrive at my house soon. Thank you, it took Adrian, a few minutes- the, writer, the writer of this story, for actually putting like a realistic 911 call. We see so many stories where, like, there's some stupid reason that they can't call 911, or they call 911, and then they're like, oh, we don't believe you. Oh, yeah. Police are useless in most stories. Yeah. (laughs) They're only here to be annoying. But you can write a good story with the police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They told me to wait patiently as the police would arrive at my house soon. It took a few minutes for the police to arrive. Not only did they arrive... But my parents arrived early from work as well. Apparently they got a call from the police explaining my situation and decided to come home. Oh, it's sorry. amazing how they how you know they keep parents' numbers on tab these oh, days. Oh sure, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were extremely worried and frightened. They asked me more questions about it than the police did. I had to explain everything from beginning to end with Wilbur to how his parents left him with an abusive babysitter and what she tried to do. About an hour later, a police officer came to me. He had something he wanted to tell me about the horrible atrocities that took place next door. Wait, did we ever find out how old this kid is? No. He's ageless. (laughs) Because, I don't know, usually with these type of things, like they they try to keep the kid from finding out about it so that they aren't scarred or whatever. Oh, he's already scarred on his face. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, I was listening to 1999, the creepypasta last night. And Mm -hmm. like the whole basis of that story is that like horrible stuff happened, but they they kept it from him and he Mm -hmm. had to find out about it as an adult. But so I'd I'd be interested to see how old this kid is. (laughs) Let's find out. About an hour later, a police officer... Oh, wait, we read that bit. The, tru- the truth Another about the Another hour later, the police officer came back. <laughs> Again. And asked the same questions from that same paragraph. <laughs> the truth about the babysitter, the parents, and Wilbur was truly shocking. Based on the evidence they found, Wilbur's parents weren't his parents at all. They adopted Wilbur from an orphanage out of, that's out of town, only to perform experiments on him. It was the reason why they moved to Texas, to hide. The babysitter, Mitzvah Gerald, was part of the experiment too. In fact, Wilbur wasn't the first kid to be adopted by these scientists. They had done illegal experiments on those <laughs> orphans, and it, and it was go. And it was to find out how much pain a child could take before death. Based on the cause of death and the age of a child, 38 children between the ages of 2 and 13 were reported missing. And Wilbur was one of them. There were security cameras on the outside and the inside of the house. Right now, they arrested Mrs. Fitzgerald for child cruelty and the death of many children. 
for the mis- that- for the missing children, uh, did they check Baraska? <laughs> yeah, that's where they should go. And on the and on the case for the two scientists, all of that, and I was friends with someone who wouldn't have been killed if I didn't call the pol- who would have been killed if I didn't call the police. Apparently, Wilbur tried to lie about almost everything he told me. He was trying to protect himself. He was sent to a newly trusted family, a married couple who lived out of town. Since then, I never saw him again. Until now. <laughs> so <clears throat> 20 years later, I went to a bar to get myself a few drinks by myself. Oh, when a man nice. approached me, <laughs> remember me, he said. <laughs> that familiar man smiling at me. I smiled back. Realizing how long it has been since I'd last seen Wilbur. In fact, he looks like a nice, healthy man now, without bandages. How did he recognize he... him? Hey, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> He's only seen his face years. for like 20 seconds. Yeah. He was a brown head man with sky blue eyes. He almost looked like a complete stranger. Exactly. After that. <laughs> because he was. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we talked and drank a few glasses, finally speaking to each other in person. Wilbur and I knew that nobody would keep us apart. The scientists and the babysitters are probably locked away right now. After all, I couldn't stop thinking of the fact that this man would have been killed if I didn't help save his life. (sighs) Listen, guys, I think it's really important. The story has a good moral. Uh, There's a lot of bear traps out there. (laughs) Take care of yourselves. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Bear traps and bricks, the leading cause of death <laughs> on planet Everywhere. Earth. Everywhere. Just yes. we don't want we don't want you to fall victim to one of these obvious traps that are everywhere. Please just take care of yourself. Avoid grass. Avoid any grass or leaves. The edge of your bed. It's probably mostly. just safer. It's probably just safer to stay in bed. <laughs> just stay in bed. Stay in your house. Don't let anyone in. Just keep watching us on YouTube. You'll be fine. Just alternate between all three channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Um, the I love the idea of like the crazy babysitter and the scientists, but and I know this is like the third time that I've gone back to this, but like, what was the purpose of the scientists? Like, what were when you do an experiment, you're trying to learn something or or achieve something. So these experiments that they were doing on the children, what were they trying to achieve with that? I wonder how much pain they can take. Hmm, they can take pain, but can they take more pain? Let's find out. I don't really know. It's for science, guys. Come on. Maybe they were actually running, like, um, uh, a kid's channel on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And they needed content. Yeah, they did. And and now, you know, that's the reason the advertisers will put out. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's your the fault. The experiment was to see uh, how much pain the children could cause. Mm. Can, the experiments are conducted on by children for children. <laughs> Lemons and bear traps. But a uh, big thank you to Adrian for submitting that story. I think it's one of the more suspenseful ones that we've had so far. Indeed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it seems that our time has come, but don't worry because we're going to be doing new dead streams every month. The next stream will be on December 16th at 2 p.m. Pacific, that's 5 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. GMT, and we will be joined by a very special guest, our good friend, unit number 522. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it unit 522 or unit number 522? I'll go for unit 522. Yeah, that's what I usually say. I don't know why I said number this time. <laughs> number signs uh, if you missed us live you can catch the dead stream on demand here on CZ's world for the full experience where you'll be able to see the real time chat and whatever other images we feel like showing you you can also catch some recent episodes on iTunes and Google Play yeah, what if it's uh, unit hashtag 522 I was going to say that I was going to say <laughs> if someone says it's unit hashtag 522 you know they're really really young <laughs> That's gotta be it. Um, if you have a story or any news about YouTube horror, send an email to czsworld at gmail.com and let us know who you'd like to see as a future guest. 
The music in the Deadstream is composed by OST Maker. Visit his link in the description and go ahead and subscribe to OST Maker's channel for some more great tunes. And thanks to Cinder for moderating the chat today. Rabbit, where can the people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm just searching Lady Right Rabbit. And Mort, how can the fans connect with you on the internet? If you uh, if you do a little search for at Mortis Media on Instagram or Twitter, you'll find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram as CZ's World. My Twitter handle is CZ's World underscore Horror. And I'm working on the new merch store, which should be out in the next month. So I will hopefully be able to announce that in our next dead stream. Remember to subscribe to CZ's World for new horrors every week. Ring that death bell for notifications, and I'll see you in the next one, assuming we both survive. <laughs>